Thank you, Lord, for giving to me such great salvation, so rich and free. 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 Man, I'm free. Man, to, to be able to walk in victory when sin does not have a grip on you, when temptation knocks on your door and you say no, and you say yes to God and holiness, instead of being a slave to sin and temptation, friend, there is something profound when you identify yourself as a son of God, a, a, a woman of God. He sees you as righteous. And when you see yourself as righteous before God, you're not a sinner who sins. You are a child of God who occasionally sins. And when you can, when you can walk in victory, not perfection, but in victory, I'm telling you, friend, there is something powerful that happens in a man and woman of God. You can't keep them down. And part of the problem, part of the problem in the church in America today is there's so many compromised followers of Christ. You're walking in defeat. You're walking in shame. It's even like on a Sunday morning, you cannot lift up your hands and you cannot sing to God because you feel guilty. And the enemy, that's how he wants to cripple you for the rest of your life. And man, when you, when you deal with that once and for all and say, Lord, you are the one that's living in me, and I'm going to let you live fully in me. Yes, it's your power, not my power, that's going to walk so I can live in victory, Lord, going from victory to victory. And, um, and so here we are, friends. We are, we are um, we're, we're messing things up a little bit today. Um, Jesus wants, he wants us to um, experience his victory. I'm going to read just a, a little article here from Michael Brown from a couple of days ago. <clears throat> He's a, uh, he does podcasts and stuff. And uh, here is the heavenly key to shake America spiritually. Yeah, you can be seated if you want. It's not going to be long, just so. Um, here's the heavenly key to shake America spiritually. America needs a spiritual shakening, shaking Amen. right now. For the last several decades, it's been common to hear America described as a post-Christian nation. This does not mean that America can never turn back to some of its very Christian roots. Rather, it means that what used to be Christian-based cultural norms are no longer norms today. The implications of this are massive, representing a seismic cultural shift. It is imperative that we respond rightly. And then he goes on to 
reference a, a book, um, Gerald Sitzer, Resilient Faith, How the Early Christian Third Way Changed the World. And he quotes, The fact is Christianity in America is declining in both numbers and influence. The culture is changing. And we must therefore recognize that we live in a world very different from the one that existed even a half century ago during what appeared to be the golden age of American Christianity. You probably sense the change and observe the trends too. You know the, about the decline of mainline churches, the lack of growth in evangelical churches, the rise of duns, Christian dropouts, and nuns, those who refuse to identify with any religious tradition. The creeping loss of religious freedom, the growing dominance of secularism in the public square, the deterioration of traditional morality in the entertainment industry. As a result of this trend, there is a general lack of consciousness of God, which leads to a decreased reverence for God, which in turn leads to the rejection of concepts like divine judgment and retribution. It is a shift in the culture, and it is something that we must, that must be reintroduced through our personal example, through much prayer for the nation, through uncompromised yet compassionate and wise preaching, through solid apologetics, and through helping individuals encounter God for themselves. But if we make the fatal error of dragging our message down to accommodate the culture, we rob of its very power. To do so is to commit spiritual suicide. It is to mix the elixir of life with poison. Yet there is good news in the midst of the gloom. Now this is, check this out. Professor Stitzers noted that recent scholarly studies indicate that nominal Christians are declining as a percentage of the population. They are either leaving Christianity altogether or switching to churches that proclaim the Bible as the Word of God, demonstrate greater vitality, and demand more from their members. Active Christians are holding their own and, if anything, increasing their market share among those who self-identify as Christian. In short, marginal or nominal Christians are shrinking as an aggregate. It appears that being Christian in America is becoming increasingly an all-or-nothing proposition. Put another way, people are looking for the real deal, for something worth living for and dying for, for a truly transformation message for an uncompromised and unashamed call to devotion, for an encounter that only can come from above. So while America is rapidly becoming less and less culturally Christian, there is a rising and growing remnant that understands to follow Jesus always was and always will be, all or nothing. If we proclaim that and live that, America will be shaken. What I like about this, friend, these rinky-dink, nominal, mediocre Christians are dissipating right before our very eyes. 
and you're seeing it happen. But there is something at the core in America for those who are followers of Jesus Christ to say, I want all of Jesus. And I want Jesus all of me. That gives me hope that there's a remnant in America that's thriving, that's growing, that's putting their lives on the line. And friend, if you are one of those mediocre, lukewarm Christians that are here today, you showed up because it was Sunday, I just want to encourage you, let the Spirit of God do something new in you. Lord, shake me up today. Breathe life into these dry bones, Lord. Joseph Stoll, who was a pastor, a Christian college president, said over 20 years ago he had a conversation with Billy Graham And he asked Billy what he enjoyed most in life. And Stoll thought, you know, Billy, you know, he met with world dignitaries. He led millions to Christ. He served as the pastor to the presidency in the United States for years. And Graham, when he gave that opportunity, didn't say any of those things. This is what he said. The thing I've enjoyed the most has been my fellowship with Jesus. To sense his presence, to know his guidance, to know his wisdom. That's what I've enjoyed. And friend, at the end of the day, May you come to that place where you would say, at the end of my life, the thing I've enjoyed most has been my fellowship with Jesus Christ. And Father, in this quiet moment, Lord, so many So many are in the balance. They've allowed life to push them away from you, to allow the distractions of this world to turn their hearts cold spiritually. The desire to read your word, to spend time with you, Lord, has become a weakened condition in our life. And so this morning, Lord, we recognize these are critical days. And it's imperative that we make that decision for ourselves that I will live for the Lord for the rest of my life. I will not live a nominal life. I will not live a lukewarm life. No, I will, by the grace of God, 
be passionate in my relationship with him. And so forgive us, Lord, if we have neglected you. Forgive us, Lord, if we've lost the enjoyment of spending time with you. We're trusting that your spirit is speaking clearly. Help us not to ignore your voice this morning. Oh God. The lover of our souls. Oh God. We embrace you today. We choose you today. And we thank you, Lord, for loving us so much that you want us to become more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand. We've got a, we've got a song and... Hey, let God have his way, you know, in your life, in my life. He's here, and uh, let him have his way as we sing to him.